What is going on, everybody? This is Joey of Underage Packers. Uh, you know, Big B, I thought he was going to be able to make it back. It was too short a notice for Wes Hockowitz. So we got the be next best thing. It's Tim Backus of Cheesehead TV. I will I will take second best to Wes Hockowitz. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, I can do that. All right. Mike Spofford probably in a close third, but we're excited to have uh, Tim <laughs> on this week. I got bored of talking to myself. So with Tim, we're going to be talking about uh, what the NFC is looking like right now, and obviously the big matchup coming up this Sunday against Indianapolis. Uh, so let's start off here uh, with the NFC. Right now the Packers currently hold the first seed. They have an interesting schedule come up. Um, so, Tim, what do you think out of these next five games? we got uh, versus Chicago after Indy, uh, versus Philly at Detroit, versus Carolina, and at Chicago. Who do you think or where do you think that toughest, toughest match lies? Uh, I mean, you got to look at Chicago, right? Uh, their offense doesn't scare anybody, but divisional games are always tough uh, because you see them so frequently. And then the defense, of course, is like scary. Um, as bad as their offense is, their defense is nearly that good. So um, now that being said, I think they sweep the Bears this year and probably drop a game that they should win just because yeah. that seems what the Packers are like this year. Uh, but in terms of like the matchup you would think would be the scariest, I, I would say it's got to be the Bears out of those five. Yeah, there's some really tough ones. Uh, I would say probably the Panthers are the only playoff team I can see out of there. Hopefully the division doesn't come down to Week 17 in Chicago for another 10-3 to shootout, but uh, Chicago hasn't been on the best stretch uh, lately. Uh, now looking at the rest of the NFC, we talked about the Panthers. Uh, who do you think, just looking around the other divisions, who do you think uh, gets all those other divisions in the NFC? Boy, the Panthers would have to come back from pretty far back. You know, it's not out of the question, but I don't, I don't know if I see it with them. I would say, you know, NFC South, we're looking at Saints and Buccaneers are, you know, pretty much a shoe-in. Mm -hmm. um, you've got the Packers in the North. You've got um, a team in the NFC. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They'll probably be 6-11 anyways. <laughs> You know, it'll probably end up being the Eagles because of that tie, but, like, yeah. it's – Oh, man, it's just so sad that, you know, you've got four pretty good teams in the NFC West and one of them is going to get left out for junk out there. That's four. And then, you know, it's probably going to be three coming from the NFC West, right, to get our seventh. Yeah. So you've got the Seahawks, um, the Cardinals, and the Rams all right now are there. But 49ers, you never know. Like, they could, they could get on a roll if they get healthy and they've got the coaching, they've got the talent. Um, there's there's plenty of time left for the 49ers to get back in the mix as well. I think the Bears are probably going to be left out. They've lost four in a row, and yeah, yeah not really scaring too many people at the moment. But I, I would say that's kind of how I see things shaking out at the moment. Yeah, that seventh seed is really going to come out and help a team, uh, especially in the NFC West. Like you mentioned, I think the Rams were one, one game off from winning the division or at least getting that playoff spot. Uh, away from some other wild card team. But, yeah, I completely agree with you that South's going to be tough. We'll see if the Panthers can come out there and fight a, uh, again for that seventh seed. The wild cards are going to be very competitive this year. Uh, and right now it's the Packers Conference to lose. We'll see uh, how that stands after these this last stretch of the season. Yeah, it's crazy, especially with, like, only one team getting a bye now, too. It's really going to be a meat grinder that first weekend because – you're going to have all these teams. And, like, I, I think the NFC is going to be really competitive, even – I would say even more so than the AFC. Um, 
But it, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting weekend of football for sure. Wild card weekend. Yeah, the Patriot uh, the Patriots don't uh, aren't that powerhouse now in the AFC, so uh, we'll have to see. If maybe the Chiefs are going to be that for the next fifteen years. Uh, we'll have to see how that shapes up. But now let's let's talk about another playoff contender in the AFC. It's the Indianapolis Colts. Packers finally getting back away, which seems to help them out this year. Aaron Rodgers is doing phenomenal uh, in domes so far this year, whether it be uh, New Orleans or any other team uh, so far inside Detroit uh, coming up here in Minnesota. So the Colts offense, I think both teams right now, their defense tells a lot more about them. The Colts, that being that the Colts defense is a lot better and can get a lot more turnovers and their offense would benefit them and the Packers defense being the one that kills them every time. Uh, but Phillip Rivers right now, he's having an interesting season. I, I don't think it's uh, outstanding, but it's what you would expect for a what, 39-year-old Phillip Rivers, uh, 2,300 yards, 11 touchdowns with seven interceptions, which I think is going to be the big one, Tim. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the Packers having to win that turnover battle. Do you think uh, Jair Alexander coming back, do you think uh, we get an interception or two in there? God, I hope so. Just because <laughs> I'm just I'm just perpetually nervous about like what a Mike Patton defense is going to do, and especially like you got a veteran quarterback in Philip Rivers who like Rivers didn't have a great year last year with the Chargers, but he still tore the Packers apart in that one game that they had, and it's because you know you get a guy like that who's seen so much over his you know pretty impressive career. Uh, he's able to decipher these defenses and pick them apart, especially if Patton's not going to do enough to make adjustments and shift guys around and, you know, go beyond his just sort of vanilla style of play. Uh, so I, I think turnovers are going to be critical because this game is going to be close. Um, if the Packers can get even one, that could make the difference in the game. But to do that, they're going to have to put on pressure. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, it, it, that's really going to end up being the difference maker. Yeah, and Phil Rivers, I mean, comparing his offense last year with the Chargers all his career, uh, I mean, that wasn't a plethora of talent. I wouldn't say the Colts have some top-end talent on there either, but obviously that offensive line uh, is going to be a big part of it. They've only allowed nine sacks so far this year. Um, last year he had Belvin Gordon, who absolutely diced us up. Uh, this year he has some really interesting – uh, running back duo. I know a lot of Wisconsin fans' uh, hearts are going to be hurt to see Jonathan Taylor uh, be running over us so far, uh, or this week. Uh, so far, they have a 427 yards, three touchdowns on the season combined with uh, Naeem Himes and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Tim, do you think, I mean, those are really, both those guys are really versatile. Um, Jonathan Taylor is more of a down and forth runner. Um, do you see, the Packers being able to have an answer or do you think uh, they should really first try to stop those running backs and make Phil Rivers beat you? God, I mean, who knows, right? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> like they've had games this year where they've been much improved against the run. Like, and overall they're, they're doing much better against the run this year than they were last year. But then you get like the Dalvin cook game where he comes out and just plows all over them. Or, you know, they've had like two or three just really bizarrely bad performances against the run this year. So it's like, which run defense is going to show up? I think they're capable of stopping them for sure. Mm -hmm. But 
we've already seen the blueprint for how you take down a patent defense uh, by, by gashing them up the middle with the runs and, and, and just power football. So, yeah, I think, you know, they need to, to slow down the run and keep the ball in Rivers' hands so that they can, they can play their, their pressure game and rely on their talented defensive backs. But it's a lot easier said than done, it seems, for yeah. the back lately. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, if we can just get a few stops, I, we got we got to get stops, and then you turn it over to the Packers' offensive side, where they're facing up against a very tough Colts defense. Um, right now, the Packers' defense hasn't been able to get turnovers. That is the opposite uh, for the Colts. Four fumble recoveries in the uh, so far this season, twenty point five sacks. Uh, a big one of that being though, uh, six from Danico Autry, who was placed on injured reserve uh, this week. So, Tim, do you, how much does that change? Because, I mean, i got to be honest, I, I don't think I ever heard of Nico uh, before he was placed <laughs> on IR. I knew of, uh, you know, DeForest Buckner. But how much does Nico not being in there uh, change your thoughts or scariness of the Colts defense line? Well, the thing is that defense, their front seven is just so good. It's, like, big and aggressive, and they're flying all over the place. That, like, yeah, I mean, it, it hurts, especially when, it, when it's a guy who's making that many plays this year. Um, but I don't think it changes things too much. Like, they're still going to come out with the same game plan and try to um, just bully the Packers around because they've seen other teams like the Buccaneers do it. Yep. Um, so I would say the Packers can't rest on their laurels at all um, with just one guy being out because this is a team that really plays great football as a unit, yeah. which is – I mean, it's something that the Packers could take a lesson from, I think, defensively. Yeah, and you brought up uh, the Buccaneers, which that's all of our greatest fears. And if you were scared of Devin White, get ready for Darius Leonard. I think he's even more versatile, even more of a big hitter. Uh, I'm, I'm terrified of him. Uh, Rodgers, he said in his press conference this week that, you know, he's that's not something you can game plan all around. Um, and we'll see how they'll react to that. Uh, and then going to the quote secondary, um, 11 interceptions so far this year. Aaron, uh, although he did just have one against Jacksonville last week, it isn't going to be a, a – we always know he's not going to typically throw an interception in the game. Um, but talking about quarterbacks, you know, this is something that a lot of people have been paying attention to all this week is that, uh, you know, maybe a good opponent the Colts have definitely faced, but you look at the quarterbacks they have faced – and, you know, they haven't had a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Um, so looking at it, the quarterbacks they've lost against, it's Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, Lamar is probably the best out of that pack. So do you think Rodgers could really be, obviously he's going to be a difference maker in every game, but is he going to be the thing that shuts down the Colts? I hope so. <laughs> it's, it's really yeah. – yeah. <laughs> it's it's really going to depend on their ability to stretch the field, I think. Um, you know, the Colts, they've done a great job this year of, of not giving up big plays. They, they, they cover the top really well. Um, so the Packers are going to have to figure out either A, like are, are we going to be able to, to move the chains and just play a short game and, and do it that way? Um, and B, like, are we going to be able to find moments where we can take our shots down to like an MVS or a Devante down the field? I think a big factor in that is going to be if Alan Lazard plays, we still don't know for sure. So um, if, if Lazard plays, that gives the Packers another option on top of Adams who can reliably move the chains. 
And the more you get guys like that operating really well underneath, the more it opens up the top for you. And I think then you can throw out more shot plays. So, yeah, yeah I, I think anytime you have a guy like Rodgers, you like your chances, right, no matter who the defense is. Um, but the ability to stretch the field will help a lot if they're able to do it. And that means getting the running game going and getting the short passing game going and moving the chains reliably from the get-go. Yeah, the Packers all this year have thrived on those big plays. Uh, you know, you, all the big wide receiver games, all those, uh, whether it be a good game for Alan Lazard in week three or MVS this past week, it's all really because of 70-yard touchdowns. And the Colts, if, they're, if they can take that away, then it's going to be really tough for the Packers because we've seen them. I think uh, Minnesota is a really good example in week eight. They've really struggled when they can't get those big plays going. Um, so, Tim, what do you think? You know, you're Matt LaFleur now. Um, what are you doing uh, based on the personnel you have to get, like you mentioned, that run game and the short passing game going? Yeah, I think – the big thing is just staying in rhythm, right? They've got uh, such great schemes to be able to get guys open underneath, whether it's with, you know, crossing routes or, or, or slants or whatever it is. They're, they're working their guys open, um, especially out of the bunch formation. We've seen that a lot this year. So I think, you know, from early on, there's no need to press right away, right? I think yeah. you sort of test out what the Colts are going to do, um, take what they're giving you, and then from there, you can determine, all right, where are the best spots to pick our shots? Um, you know, the good thing for the Packers is that it's inside. I think, you know, the games where they've had a really hard time pushing the ball downfield in recent memory were the ones that were, you mentioned Minnesota, um, and also Jacksonville for a couple of quarters of the game, like outside and really heavy wind where it just sort of ground this offense to a halt. Uh, at least that's getting taken away and they can focus on actually running their offense for four quarters of the game, which is going to be huge. Yeah. If they can play a complete game. And I will say uh, to give Matt LaFleur credit, and maybe it's just uh, my recency memory of uh, Mike McCarthy, but you know, they've been able to play uh, four quarter games a lot better this year. Um, sometimes they're not playing good at all through the first three and then just barely ease out in the fourth uh, last year, remember they'd, they'd get off to like a hot start and then second quarter, they would just do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the entire year last year. And then, so the Packers, you know, if they can, I think what I'm really looking for in this game, because after the Jacksonville and after I said this, uh, the other day in our video I made, we don't want to be sitting here at the end of December saying we played our best football weeks one through four. I want to be able to say, you know, the Jacksonville game, the Vikings game, really tested how much confidence I have in this team. Um, so, Tim, I, I, I guess I want to see that the Packers can be that contender and they're not going to get shut down instantly when they go into the playoffs. So what are you looking for, um, especially going up against such, such a tough opponent? What are you looking to see in this Packers game? The big thing is – energy i think like i want to see these guys go out there aggressive like ready to play some freaking football yeah like like it's just been completely missing two out of the last three games even matt lafleur said something about it after jacksonville that the energy was just like not there and you know i try to avoid saying things like oh they have to play with more energy or more heart but when even the head coach is calling you out about it like 
So, so is it a thing where they've just been playing down to bad opponents or, you know, is it something else? They got a really good quality playoff caliber team this weekend where we can see, like, are they going to match the intensity that the Colts will bring? Because they're going to have to to win this game. And you know yeah. that the Colts are going to be up for this one. So I think that's what I'm most looking forward to seeing this weekend. If the Packers can get up for this game, match that intensity, and win a tough game and a tough place to play, then I think that bodes really well for them for January and February football. Yeah, I would love to see, you know, the playoff teams we've played so far – uh, probably the Saints, which I think was a really good game for us. Uh, Buccaneers, obviously, we don't want to talk about that. And I would, I would just love to see us, uh, you know, even if we don't win. Obviously, I'd love to be heading out of here eight and two. But even if we don't win, if we just uh, put up a good game, maybe the home and field advantage ends up putting the Colts out on top. I'd be a lot more happy and a lot more confident in this team, uh, especially after Jacksonville. And then uh, we'll have to see how that final stretch goes. Um, other than that, I guess, let, let's see. The key matchup, player on player or group on group, what is your key matchup for this game, Tim? Um, it's it's going to be how do the Packers handle the, the Colts' front seven, I think. Um, just because that unit is so good. Um, the Packers' offensive line is up to the task for sure. Um, but – how does Aaron Rodgers handle it? Like we've seen at times when he gets pressured this year, he gets a little skittish, starts to not make as good of decisions, gets a little less accurate. His his passer rating when pressured this year is not great, especially compared to Phillip Rivers. Um, so like how do the Packers handle the front seven? If they can get by without giving up too much pressure, too many hits, I think they're going to have a good chance of winning the game. If they end up getting in a place where they have to start running around to avoid everybody where Rodgers is sort of playing like a chicken with his head cut off, then it's going to be a long day for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to have to find his uh, open receivers and hopefully they're open to start off and uh, the pressure doesn't get to him. I think the game plan for everybody going down the stretch should be do what the Buccaneers do. Even if you don't have all that personnel, just bullet seven every play. Uh, and then Mike Pennell will probably rush three on you, so your offense is all fine and dandy. Uh, I'd probably have to agree there and say, you know, that, that's the toughest match, uh, the toughest part of this team. The Colts is, is their front seven having to stop them. And we, Matt LaFleur offense has done so well scripted uh, so far this year, running the plays right off the playbook. So if they can stick to that, at least in the first quarter, and get more of a better idea of this team, uh, then they should be looking a lot better. Uh, yeah, easy is too. The Colts are one of the league leaders right now in getting pressure with just a four-man rush. And like, anytime you're able to do that against a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, like that's 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 how you win, right? I mean, we've seen it with great quarterbacks over the years. Uh, Tom Brady is a great example. You know, those two Super Bowl losses came because the Giants were able to rush with four. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if you're able to rush him with four, it's you're you're looking pretty good. So that's it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. All right, to end it off, and then I'll let you go, Tim. Uh, your final score prediction for this game. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers 27, Colts 23. I, you know, probably against my better judgment. <laughs> this is the, the, I think this is the toughest matchup they've had this year, more so than the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the fact that they're playing indoors. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they're coming off 
a couple weeks in the last, you know, three or four weeks here where they've, they've been a little slow coming out of the tunnel. I, th- I think this week they have to be ready to play and they know it. And um, I think they're going to do just enough. It's going to hinge on like one or two plays. I think they're going to do just enough to escape with a win. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I think it's going to go either one of two ways. It's either going to be a Colts blowout or a tough game where either team comes out on top. I'll say Packers 24, Colts 20. Going in the same direction as you. Um, for for Big B's sake, I will I will tell you, Jamal Williams is the GOAT. The goat. Uh, and I know a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people that are going to the game on Twitter. Uh, I The only time I've been to Lucas Oil is for the Combine this year. Uh, whatever you do, do not go to the Papa John's uh, right at the entrance. So, Why is that? That's, that's my only advice. Uh, why? Like, because, one, it took way too long. Uh, and, two, well, mainly because it took too long. By the time it got to me, it was so cold. Uh, and it was just not Papa John's quality. <laughs> Boy, that's, that's saying something. Yeah. Lucas Oil, get, your, get, get it all together. All right, Tim, thanks so much for joining me. Hopefully, uh, Packers get a win this weekend. Yes. And uh, go, Pack, go. Love it. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure to uh, follow uh, Underage Packers on Twitter. Follow Tim on Twitter, the newly uh, 1,000 follower. And follow me because my, my Twitter got suspended. So follow my new one. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go Pack Go.